Hello and welcome. This is episode 64 of the Northern Invasion podcast and you are joined by myself, Mr. Stu West. And this week we have um, one of our originals. We have Mr. Liam Watts. Hello, Ethan. And we have an extra super special guest. It is Mr. Dat Fantastic Mills himself. It's Gary Marshall. Hello, Stu and Liam. Good to be here. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> So, so thank you very much for joining us. Um, this is just a. We're going to try and keep this to an hour, and if it doesn't, if it does, if we fail, it's entirely my fault, for reasons just disclosed off the air. <laughs> so, um, we we've just had Northern Invasion, our annual event, um, which all seemed to go fairly smoothly, apart from certain things not arriving in time. But everybody received it well. Um, so it, it seemed to go okay anyway. So um, we'll, we'll talk on that a little, um, and then we'll talk about um, your experiences on the day. Um, maybe have a quick look at what won and what almost won, and what's doing well at the moment. Um, just look at the tournament scene in general, and talk a little bit about um, Dark Fantastic Mills. But first of all, um, I would like to know what is on the hobby table. So what, Gary, as our guest, what are you currently working on? Oh, gosh, that's a good question. Um, I'm about to start working because I'm about to start a few weeks holiday. And uh, like a lot of people out there, I've been buying too much stuff this year. So I don't quite know what I'm going to start painting first. I think one of the first things that hit the hobby table will be another uh, Beast of Nurgle for my list. Because oh. I discovered that one wasn't enough at the weekend. Um, beyond that, though, I think uh, Horus Heresy. I've got a lot of it. Oh, I need to paint okay. it. So, okay. What's your uh, faction so then? Uh, sorry, Gary. There. What is your? Uh, well, I wasn't going to go. I wasn't going to Alpha Legion, but it seemed like every bastard in the world was Alpha Legion. Everyone's so. Alpha Legion. Alpha Legion. Uh, but then, <laughs> even I, if they're not Alpha Legion, that is also the guy, isn't it? You can say, well, they are Alpha Legion. What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> Iron Warriors because I like painting rust and uh, and hazard stripes. So yeah, nice. nice a nice siege fortress you've got there as well to go with that. As well. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's obviously there's a little bit of a there's always a bit of a, a dark fantastic angle to any of the hobby yeah. stuff I'm doing. So yes, yeah, there's a bit of that going on. Oh, nice. And what's your beast? Have you uh, are you just going with one of the the generic GW beasts? I probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to admit, even though I do have all these 3D printers, including some resin ones, um, uh, I'm a bit of a GW fanboy purist. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I'm, I'm the same. That's, that's I, get a lot of, I, get, I get a lot of fun out of the hobby itself, so, and I do like to go to the occasional GW official tournament, so mm, mm. Um, I, quite, I quite like to have the, uh, the normal models when they exist. Um, I, I but, would love to see them to do another made to order for for like all the old chaos stuff, mm -hmm. like the old Beast of Nurgle, the like yeah wiggly head ones. And I'd love to see them get another window and that ready to order window so you could get the old ones. 
because I do like the plastic one, like you are saying, but after you've got maybe two, three of them, it's yeah. just the same model a lot of times. Which... Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, a beast is good for a kit bash, though, isn't it? You, there's yeah. no reason why you can't use official um, components and make something pretty special for a beast or a spawn or anything like that. It's, it's pretty nice. Is the spawn kit still available? The two pack? I don't know. I used oh, to like that. I mean, I remember that coming out and it being also, so innovative. I, I remember also like, when it was like 15 quid and I think it's probably like 30 yeah. now. Is oh, it? Yeah. I remember. I, I actually bought one of the big 10-packs uh, like they did for... Um, oh, the Apocalypse. Apocalypse, yeah. They, yeah. yeah, they did and the massive we still uh, find them. Groups, yeah. We still find them around the house in random places. There's, <laughs> a, there's just spawns all over the place. But I think, I think they, it does seem like they're probably redoing that one. I would have been they, like, next they are still available on the website two for 30 quid Oof, yeah <laughs> i got 10 for 50 so that's, yeah that's what yeah. i'm saying i remember that box <laughs> yes that's crazy what about you then liam what's on your table uh my table at the moment on? is uh some lovely storm casts uh oh. and lovely Ooh. star drake and celestine prime and things uh mm-hmm. all things uh, yeah any vexillas Vexlers, uh, which ones are those again? Are they oh, the, banner oh, the banners? I have no banners, no, uh, no, oh. no, not at the moment. I've got uh, a slan mage piece as well because everyone, if you can't beat them, you join them, don't you? Is that how it uh, goes? That's you get yourself, a, you get yourself yeah. a slan. Uh, yeah, just this is getting built at the moment, but I'm just waiting for this damn battle scroll. Like mm, when you're on the yeah. the edge of playing competitive, it's quite annoying when you have to wait for GW to. <laughs> push their button before you splurge some money out i mean uh, if we're going to a six monthly G- ghb though i mean how relevant is it going to be i mean six it could, months is it, december isn't it it could completely like sweep you off your feet for if you play a certain factions like yeah <laughs> if they just went and went example seraphon you just went like a 10 15 percent on all stuff that's good points increase that's mental yeah you lose but, I mean, so much with, in a, a faction with the new yeah. GHB coming though, you wonder how much it's gonna. I just hope also they just maybe necessary. take the cron spine out. <laughs> maybe just take it out. Of I it. can't see it. I can't see it. Uh, maybe what do you make mean, it take it out of the game. No, just oh, make right. it maybe not in every list. Because what do yeah. we have this well, it weekend? Have to be. Speaking of, I think obviously have a good a good event was Northern Invasion. Like how much did you have over the weekend? I think we had nine. Nine. Of what, 42 players, 46? Was it nine? I did do some stats and released them. I think it was You did nine. some really, really questionable pie charts. I did see those. <laughs> hey, look, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very uh, strict to my brand. <laughs> All shades of orange. All shades of included. orange. Not, not uh, 50 shades of grey. 50 shades 50 of orange. 50 shades of orange, that's it, yeah. And, I'll, and green pie charts are available for certain members of our uh, community. Um, I'm not totally all, all for the orange, so you know I learned a val- I learned a valuable lesson after that one northern invasion, and I had to branch out with different coloured sashes and dice the year after. That was my own naivety, and no more will be yes. said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so uh, Stormcast, any particular host, or are you just doing uh, them generic and playing them as well? Hammers, hammers at the moment. Uh, hammers where I like them just the six up board on objectives and that is really good and the yeah it's just a lot of mortals at the moment a lot of the kind of like the mortal spam list that rom sides yeah. and that was looking at uh 
given that yeah. a bit of a try. Quite, I've enjoyed it. I've played that game or two. It's quite enjoyable yeah, it's to, to table people on a couple of times. Play against, yeah. I, probably I not. Against, probably uh, not. But I'm not in the game for other people's fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I I played against JJ's um, Broken Realms. Oh, did he, you, yeah, the... he, had, he had the four plus the prime. I think it was a prime. Um, he didn't have the. Oh no, he had the Heralder. He didn't have a slam. Yeah, he had the, he had the Heralder and four banners, wasn't it? It or was clever. Banners. It was good because yeah. the Heralder well, dropped. See, his list is really good because it, it does it. His list does it like once a game. This list yeah. does it every turn, which is worse obviously overall uh but it yeah it's is, yeah it's, like it uh, i enjoyed it i enjoyed playing against it and i learned a valuable lesson i lasted till turn three um <laughs> which i think was actually beyond most people but it really i had to deploy so wide i mean the thing it's was, one of those lists I think it's one of those lists if you see it like just come as a, as a matchup it's probably a loss just because you don't have that time to like evaluate how much, like you say, how spread out you have to be. And actually sometimes how spreading yourself out too much actually just makes the list better because it's obviously like AOE bubbles. It's like pick a point and hit everything within X range and things like that. That's a lot harder to build your list around. But like you say, if you, I think if you knew you were going to play it in two weeks, you would build yourself a list and go, oh, well, I think this could probably deal with it. Or, like you say, you go back to, like, Living City, where half your army is off the table or something, and yeah. you give it turn yeah. one, it doesn't do very much, and, uh, and things That's like it. that. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's something else that you have to think about when you're building a list, and I like that. I like that about the Grand Spine. Uh, I've not taken one. I own one now. Um, I don't... <laughs> it's, its biggest problem is, is it takes away... It takes away parts of the game that were are a given like things die in this game and it causes a lot of problems around things dying because obviously it doesn't technically die to anything's hand when it does its check yeah Uh, you just you build into it though i've not i don't think i've lost to one yet um i'm sure Uh, yeah well there yeah it's like it's like you forgot that i won last year's event with the i do i was gonna give you i was gonna give you a little bit of a a big sorry for that i did when i announced our our winner um much as kudos to um to john uh master bayless uh he he won he took the badge of shame and he won he went five nil he beat yourself in the final game uh liam um and i i mistakenly announced that he was the first person to win the event having received the badge of shame when only last year our very own liam did that very thing so um i'm gonna take back that one thing you've been stripped of that accolade john um you can't take that from liam you're just the last person to do it it's maybe just the new thing (laughs) whoever wins the badge of shame like that's just if we're gonna do gambling on this event whoever gets that next year they just you put money on them they're winning the event it's kind of it favorite and if they yeah. don't, they've just failed, really, haven't they? Yeah, they've broken a streak. Levels. <laughs> they've broken a streak so, me and John have created. <coughs> so, yeah. Um, myself, How about yourself? I, yes, I am building uh, Belladama Volga. I am going Granny Wolf at the moment. That's a, that's a mouthful and a half. It is, uh, especially <laughs> after the amount of um, <laughs> <laughs> <you> grape-based <laughs> consumable. Uh, so, yeah, she's. I've, I've built a, a janky list. Um and so she's part of it. Uh, okay. 
You said you were so, loving Soulblight again anyway, so... That... Yeah, I so enjoy playing them. Um, even if it's not, like, ultimately powerful. It's I, not, think, I, think it's still, I think it's still one of the best books because it's actually versatile. Like, it's I so think versatile, yeah. It's, it's like, like, when we talk about, like, what me and Gary played on the weekend sort of thing, I think mm. that's a book that it has a very strong list that's doing well, and I think if that list gets hit quite hard... It takes a lot of the lists down a fair bit, but I think Soulblight are one of those factions that just have pretty much everything's playable. Yeah, it's definitely my, my favourite. But... It's my favourite book. Yeah. I mean, and I think I own, apart from the Zinch one, I own all the books, I think. And, and to, as far as options and internal balance and what excites me, I look at it and, I, and you can you can look in that book and spend... A couple of hours and you can write five or six very very different lists that yep. do well in their own way and they all play and no, nothing jumps out and says you have to take this and then the rest of the book falls away there's just so much variety yeah. to it i love it it's a probably the st- probably the strongest internal factioned book even though it's now old technically because it's not got a red bar on it it's probably one of the strongest books because each of the separate houses or hosts whatever they are are playable they all yeah are playable every single one of them has got a yeah. playable thing it's got a playable item it's got a playable command trait and you're not hindered by taking any of them because you have to take a bad command trait or a bad item like we previous years we've had to do and like you say that's why i think it's one of the best books uh one of the best books yeah. gw's written yeah i really enjoy it i was looking through the uh the new lumineth book and i'm a bit disappointed I'm a bit disappointed for for the child, the larger child. <laughs> her uh, her faction's been absolutely hamstrung, and it's what like was she, what was she again? She was Illitha, was she, she? Yeah, she was. So I yeah, mean, they kind of took uh, away the combo thing that it did prior. Well, now it's just once per turn. You can yeah. say two friendly Venari units use the quartz reserves. Yeah, yeah they kind of. And it's not even two for one. It's just you can two. Yeah, of they both spend. It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the thing is, it's just like, well, it's not great. Some of the which, other ones, I mean, Sayar some does of the, the other exact ones same thing. Oh, anyway, doesn't it? Yeah, well, Sayar starts with two yeah. instead of one per unit, which they is can, really does nice. Does it still have the command ability that lets you do two? Um, no, no, yeah. it's just um, they start with two rather than one. So you've yeah. got um, here you go. Here's a sneak peek for people. <laughs> They've probably all got the books, <laughs> but um, so your metrica is still the same, um, reducing rend um by two so you ignore basically rend one and two yeah. um is two eighth quarts instead of one iliatha is you can choose two friendly venari units to use the reserves rather than one in a phase uh Zytrek is plus one to cast dispel and unbind um alumnia is um you uh, models count as two if they're in a base to base with two other models in the unit Helen is, is that for objectives, I assume. Yeah, yeah for objectives. Sweet. Sorry. That's pretty good. Um, yeah. And Helen is plus one to the attacks characteristic. If you're within three, of missile yeah. weapons. Yeah. If you're within six. Oh, within six now. It's within nice. six now. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so they're the, they're the um, the new ones and yeah, um, total eclipse now casts on a nine, which. I think probably needed it. It wasn't that high, but I mean, it's, it's and yeah, and eight was quite easy. You're pretty for, much you're pretty much pushing it to 
only techless can do it at the moment. You're also pushing it to a point where it can't be stopped when it goes off. Yeah, it's because if you if anyway, you roll a natural nine, you're then plus one or two to eleven. Yeah, you need a twelve then to beat that, and that's very hard. Yeah, but, but yeah. we're not doing a Lumineth Realm Lords uh, Battle Tome review because nobody wants to hear me read the book with my dulcet <laughs> Mancunian tomes. <laughs> when you've got you've got very eloquent people across the internet who will do that very thing. <laughs> so that is my hobby. I've got, and I've also got. Um, I am absolutely at the moment in love with Gaslands, the game. Mm. It is absolutely phenomenal. And all you need is some old Hot Wheels cars and a copy of the rule book. It's like 14 quid off Zatu. And it is the best investment you will make. Honestly, it is a brilliant game. You can just use old Hot Wheels cars. I used a, so I cobbled some old Necromunda guns, put them on my Hot Wheels cars and some bits and pieces. And then I went down the rabbit hole of buying... 3D printed stuff off Etsy for engines <laughs> and spikes and mines. They and got you. The other. They got New you wheels. Still. Oh, it's a phenomenal. And the thing is, it's so much fun. It's so therapeutic sitting there, stripping the paint off a Hot Wheels car, drilling it out, and then just repainting it. Uh, I love it. So I've been playing that a lot with the kids. And um, yeah, um, I've, I've nearly got my first team totally painted now i've just been using cars it's not what you see is what you get so you can use anything and the templates are in the book and stuff um, yeah but i've been trying to actually uh convert up my my full roster so anyway i wholeheartedly recommend people get it um it's very good and hopefully a local um company that that 3D prints models could maybe start looking at printing those out so I don't have to spend £15 postage for every set of tyres from the States. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's harsh, that, that States postage, yeah, yeah. It's really, really rough at the minute, the States postage, especially because the, the dollar's so strong, or the pound's oh, so weak. <laughs> oh, well, it's it's working great in the other direction from my point of view. It's fantastic because, like, yeah. people in the States, it's well, yeah, it's so cheap for them, yeah. Must be so, loving it. They, they do. So yeah, that that is the hobby table. So so we'll quickly talk about Northern Invasion then. So Ooh. I think we had I don't even remember how many players. Was it forty six or forty four? Um, give me a maybe. second, I can check for you. Oh, there we go. You're the man. Oh, we had a lot of dropouts in the last week or two. There was Ooh. so much churn. Thank you. Forty five, which I 45. think was forty four because you had to buy a spare player. Yeah. Didn't you? Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, 44 ended up, um, there was a lot of churn, a lot more than the last few. Normally you lose 10% in the last week um, is what I've found. That, I think that's my seventh or eighth um, event. Mm. I think it's only the sixth big northern invasion. But um, it's like normally you'd look to lose 10% in the, the week running up to it. And I think I must have lost 20%. Um, and it was just pulling in people and and people leaving so yeah it was a lot of admin and i was pretty tired um so apologies to everybody i mean i don't think i was grumpy but i don't think i was sparkling in any way i was so tired that week i'd had a little sleep a lot of driving a lot of work um we had issues with customs and the dice the dice didn't actually Mm. make it through customs in time despite um buying them months ago um the first batch that got made unfortunately 
were faulty because they cracked basically the luster on them the finish so they all had to be remade um and then it didn't make the target unfortunately um but they're here now and they're great um so if you watch the next battle report i think it'll be um you'll see those for those of you that accepted the empty um mystery bag rather than the orange or green dice on the day um but yeah it all went well there was a few no, not many i'd say a small handful of sweaty rules questions and tension um but i think i think that it's good that we're in the state where um people are taking it seriously to a certain level but as a to it can be a bit and people did accept the rulings um there was a little bit of questioning but when i said look that's my decision that's it people did accept it so i didn't have to get the um the, the, cards the, the naughty stick out um <laughs> or the bazooka <laughs> yeah. i didn't have, i didn't have to do that so um but yeah it's definitely people are taking it a little bit more seriously in certain certain quarters um but yeah it all went well um nobody died that's always that's always a good one for us um the whole the whole event everybody managed to get there and and leave and yeah it was good um we did have a the spare player had to play one game that was all and it was mr harper and i have to apologize to him because nathan was going to be our spare player um nathan watson mm. um our own panic mind villain um and he did come at me with a meme stormcast list that was going to do all this damage um as the potential spare player one but then unfortunately he couldn't do uh day two anyway so he was only going to be able to do day one so i wanted a fixed spare player list so i wrote the most god-awful list i could that was going to be the most challenging for him to win a game and was also going to be fast enough that i could play it if i got pulled in um because he was only going to make the morning in the end um and then he didn't have to play for game one so only john Harper forgot to play with a terrible list and you can imagine how that went so apologies <laughs> apologies to john um <clears throat> but no it all went well um uh, before we talk about things i suppose the winning list you can probably um talk this through um liam um talk us through the winning list and how it wins games john's list Yes, and, yeah. and there is a, a an episode, if people who are listening would like to go on YouTube and go on uh, Search Call to Arms, our wonderful and sexy DJ, who is a, 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 a wonderful member of our community up here, has started a YouTube channel and he's doing um, live stream games for mm. 40k and AOS. And he's also doing... Um, He's also doing sort of like talk show type things. He's State doing of all plays of live and reviews. Yeah, so he has actually spoke to John. And so if you want a more in-depth view and it from the horse's mouth, go there uh, and give him a sub anyway. Um, after you've done ours, if you haven't already subscribed to us. Um, but yeah, tell us how it works. So rather than from the horse's yeah. mouth, it's the it's the person the horse shot on. Is that what this? Yeah, does? well, that's the, the victim, yeah. the victim's mouth. Yeah. He might uh, have he might have gilded it. Let's let's have your side of the story. <laughs> now, how does it work? So yeah, it's a serfon list. Uh, I'm not going to read it unit by unit. I'm just no. going to pick out the key things that are good in it. It's Fangs of Sotek, so it's got bravery ten throughout the entire army. It has the ability to pick up a unit 
and redeploy anywhere on the board nine away from you at the end of the movement phase. Uh, it's also a constellation army, so it gets to summon by giving up spell casting from wizards. They get summoning points, which can let them summon various, pretty much anything that you need to answer the questions that are there. It's John's list was very magic dominant uh, with Lord Croak and Aslan as his general, like seven spells between them if he wished, or as often he was was given a cast up for each of them so that they could then uh, add some, uh, D3 summoning points each. Uh, the general, literally, it was attached to a Cronspine as well, so it got bonus to cast for being near it as well. Uh, so the slam was often cast at plus four, I believe, hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, with a reroll if you need it. Rerolling twice sometimes if if the option was there, like for two spells. So obviously I think you get reroll one cast, but then there's a, a item or a reading stars or some crazy thing they get to do. It gets to reroll another cast if it wishes. Uh, then you had a big block of 30 skinks, which he buffs up with. All the buffs, like Hand of Glory, so it rerolls ones to hit and gives it the ability for sixes to wound to a mortal wound. Uh, then he's got the five Saurus to protect all that characters. Like, yeah, they just protect it. They're like a f- bodyguard for the Slans and Croak. And then a Cronspine and some endless spells just to uh, add in more f- fun flavour to the games that it was he had. Uh, yeah, I think if you, I think, I'm not sure in all the games he had, but the games where his opponent required maybe a magic phase in their favour now and again, he was very dominant stopping that because, again, he was at, like, plus three to unbind mm. with a reroll on his slan, and then he's shutting you off. They also, a slans unbind from unlimited range for some strange reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, you can't even hide from it. You can't even, like, like backboard your wizard to try and cast a spell just to buff your units and definitely if you're an army that relied on buffing spells i would feel that is what gives john the stronger strength because you can't buff yourself to either take a hit or make your maybe weaker attacks actually do something and as his excuse was that everyone was going to take a cronspine so why does john not take cronspine and yeah if you like you say that list just becomes a lot harder to deal with because you've also got a cronspine that lives for two turns that's kind of my thoughts on it. Like, uh, I'd be more comfortable playing John if he doesn't have a Cronspine and has 400 points of other stuff that's Seraphon rather than something that's going to hold me up for two, maybe three turns. If I'm really unlucky, it's going to hold you up for four combats. You know what I mean? It just matters what you do into it. Uh, and uh, his endless spells choices were great. Horror Ghast kills, stops battle shocks and kills hordes. Jaws fantastic against the Nurgle meta that's kicking about, or if uh, or other average movement armies because movement six and less you're taking four plus wounds averagely, and then Burning Head is just a a pulse of D three mortal wounds as well, and then comes back every turn, so he's not having to unbind it. Yeah, it's just a very strong magic army, uh, I would say. That's not. Me I'm assuming you're not missing. <laughs> Is, yeah. that you, is, that, is that you refilling after that? that, that a stiff that, drink that, is required after that. Yeah, that, that's it. I've, I've taken the hit. Right. No, it was a, a very well-designed, efficient list that does something very well. I looked, I watched it um, through the week, the weekend, sorry, and um, nobody got anywhere near those slants the whole week. 
the no. whole battle was being done where he wanted it. He was sat yeah. back. He wasn't threatened. Um, he was comfortable. And um, yeah, I think uh, this is where we're this is where we're talking earlier when you were saying <coughs> about the cronspine not being an issue is that because the cronspine is such a dominant piece, it can just move to the middle of the table. Yeah, and it's it's also the not retreating from it's really strong. It's if you can't drop it a level, like say you do, like say you do fifteen damage to it, and just by chance they roll three d six and they roll a sixteen, seventeen, or an eighteen, and it's alive for an extra turn. That's just sickening to you, really. Yeah. Uh, if that happens to you, uh, Crook's another example. He's kind of like a weird uh, cronspine because he rolls. I think it's 2d6 plus the amount of wounds he has and if it beats 20 he dies but he resets every phase so if you're not killing him in a phase he just goes back to normal and that can be a lot as well if you're pumping shots into him and he's like he's got 10 wounds in that Saurus guard unit to take it for him he's then got six up wards from the Ashloth bearer to protect himself there's a lot of uh, a lot of moving parts definitely there uh, a very strong hero phase and uh, board control Definitely a good board control there with the list. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean it. It was it was definitely worthy of the badge of shame. Um, I think that Nathan was because Nathan did the assessment for us, yeah. and you know it was it's pretty filthy. Oh yeah, um, he, he John has the weirdest rose tinted glasses that he thought that it was fluffy and themed. Uh, I don't think he did. I think he just maybe perceived somehow that he could improve it. And the way what John thinks is narrative, and we were yeah. this, we, this came out when we were in the pub, um, was basically if he thinks it can be improved as a list, it's narrative. <laughs> <laughs> so if it, unless he thinks it's like can't be improved <laughs> and is as good as it can possibly be, it's a narrative list. And that, All right. I mean that's. That's, that's I, I remember the good stories back in uh, <laughs> uh, fantasy where Cronspine helped Crook defeat all the gods uh, that foresaw uh, him uh, with his little star priest and all that sitting in a, t- a tower and just blasting <laughs> spells out of people. Right. That, was, that, was, that was the good days. Uh, of <coughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's fairly convincing Seraphon bullshit, basically. So, yeah. It is, yeah. <laughs> they've always been. They always, that... they always have been the bullshit army. Totally. Uh, Totally. Well, the thing was, they had that Dread Sauron that underperformed horrendously, didn't it? You remember it, Gary. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what you're saying, but the Dread Sauron was the best list I ever played. And that's not I, saying much. But, yeah, the Dread Sauron was, was be, actually it, really good. Like, it, it, the it problem was, is it, it relied on the attacks. No, yeah, even they, the first version, for, even it was still hitting on freeze. It was very hard for Seraphon to get plus one to hit back then. Because they, they got plus attacks, but they didn't get really plus one hit. It was yeah. at its finest when you used to roll when you teleported on on a, on a five and a six. Yeah. It could charge, it could yeah. move, it and could, then charge. Yeah, that that, was... that won me actually a surprisingly large number of games because, frankly, a dread saurian actually charging into you, yeah, was was bad back then. There wasn't anything else big to deal with. You didn't no, know. there wasn't. Unless corn, corn was the only army that had mo- ah, like big models, but. Yeah. That's about it, but it could yeah. absolutely, it could kill anything in one turn. Yeah, uh, that, that was back when Forge Milled models were the best thing you <laughs> could get. The now they're the worst thing you can get. Uh, it's like totally flipped on its head. Forge Milled models now yes. look lovely, but they're absolute gash rules and they're over-costed. Whereas back then, they were under-costed and they look great. It was brilliant. 
I, I don't know why that philosophy has came back out. Is it? Do you think it is? Maybe they saw it as a pay-to-win sort of situation. I don't know. Maybe they had some stock to get rid. I don't know. Who knows? Because remember it, the Morngols. The Morngols were amazing for ages. Oh, they remember were. They just played double Morngol and was like making people minus oh, yeah. two to hit, minus four double. to hit if they were bravery like five or less. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Happy they days. were great. Happy days. Yeah. Oh, the, the good old days. The glory days. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I, I can I say something else here. I'm uh, I'm I'm distracted just just momentarily. I've got a new off a new um workspace for hobby set up, and I got my Kickstarter from Duncan Rhodes's Two Thin Coats Paints. Oh right, yes. And they're really really nice to paint with, and they've got this like very very um. I don't know what you'd call it, but it's a very rewarding, creamy texture to the bottle. And you just want to reach out and give them a little shake. And they've got agitators built in, the little skulls. It's really good. Oh, and they're really nice. nice. nice so, touch. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah. there you go. Uh, hats off to Duncan Rhodes. <laughs> I've heard good stuff about those, yes. That's good. They are nice paints, um, but you do need a few coats. Um well, too thin coats, on, as far as I'm aware. Well, even, the, if, you, even if you slop it on thin like me, uh, thick like me, um, you still need two coats. Uh, but no, I've been using them for my um, my Gaslands things, and yeah, they're really nice. Good paint, good paint. Anyway, enough about John and his janky bullshit. If people want to read or listen about that, they can go and they can go over to Call to Arms, the the horny Warhammer page or whatever it is, Hornhammer. <laughs> Um, so we're going to talk to you guys. So first of all, Gary, yes. um, um, before we talk about your list, mm. it's been a while since you came to one of our tournaments. So when did you last go to an event? I, probably six months ago. So um, would it have been before? Have you played an AOS three event? No, I hadn't. I hadn't at all. No, I hadn't. I hadn't had a chance to play. I hadn't even had a chance to play any any games before the tournament. So I was, I just read the rules. I didn't read the pack, obviously. Who does that? Clearly not. Nobody does that. Clearly not. Spent the whole weekend asking people, what (laughs) scenarios are we choosing from and what's going on? Uh, But but I did did have a proper read of the rules and the, uh, yeah, the, uh, all the the things that had changed. So So what, uh, what in the nutshell, coming from it like six months out, what are the main things that you think have changed and is it good or bad? What are the couple, maybe maybe just say the first couple of good changes and maybe one yeah. or two changes that you thought, well, wait a minute, why? I, well, I, I like the new battle tactics. Is that the word for the things you choose each turn? Yep, that is right. Yeah, that's right, that's, yeah. That's right, yeah. there we go, all over the lingo. Uh, I, did like, <laughs> I did like the new battle tactics. Uh, I thought the original ones were too easy and made you feel like if you didn't get it, you'd really fucked up that turn and like, oh, I've dropped those points. Whereas the new ones were a bit more challenging. Not as impossible as I'd been led to believe by listening to the internet chit-chat about it. I think I only didn't get a battle tactic each turn when I forgot to do it, <laughs> which happened a couple <laughs> of times. And uh, I refused. My opponents were always very saying, oh, no, no, choose one. I said, no, no, no. The burnt hand learns best. It's best, you know. If I've forgotten, I've forgotten. So I will, I will go on. Um, but I thought that was really good. I thought they were interesting and a little bit more 
you know, obviously playing Nurgle, which I was uh, Maggotkin, their battle tactics are shockingly bad, <laughs> almost impossible to do. Really? I think, I think uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I think there was one or two I managed to get, but you, well, you think, oh yeah, yeah. I should have brought a great Uncleanment to summon in the last turn. That would have been, yeah. No, they're, they're, I think they're, I think they're pretty hard, aren't they? Am I right? Is that wrong? I don't know. I, th- I think well, Liam, much, Liam I took think, Nurgle as well, so yeah, he's going to tell all, you now. I think all the books. I think like three of them are okay, and then three of them are like kind of impossible unless you take a list designed for them. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, uh, God forbid, I can't even remember what the fuck they are. Uh, look, this is good te- uh, television. I think uh, a couple of times I got the one where you destroyed a unit that was in 12 inches of your Gnarlmaw tree. That that proved to oh, be yeah. quite handy. Turns four or five, that happened twice in the game. There was somebody had left a unit within twelve inches of it, and I just killed it to get the battle tactic. So that I find I, I find feed their maggots is quite easy, which is kill seven models with disease. Yeah, like on, did, on the on the turn <laughs> that the wheel is in the right place where it's free ups for you. Yeah, yeah, that's that, uh, that that is a good one. I I didn't have a very good disease inflicting list so it didn't it didn't come up but yeah glory to the grandfathers kill more units than you lose a lot but it's very easy like if you if you're on your turn you're controlling what's kind of getting killed like Mm. as long as you kill one thing and they don't kill anything yours you've got it uh and then the droning if obviously if you have the flies list is very easy because you just have Yes, yeah, in each yeah, quarter. That's, that's true. Uh, if you got the flies, yeah, that's, that's quite true. Yeah. No, yeah, that's good point. Good point. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, I so think. We'll, uh, we'll, yeah. No, we'll we'll come on to the lists in a minute because they are very different, as yeah, you might so, expect. So what's what's not good? I mean, I think what was not good for me was all the nonsense about Galician veterans. It, yeah, it, I, I I would say in almost all the games I played, and this is probably indicated by the because uh, we were. Having a lot of fun, casual, casual gaming down the end, down the end of the room. Um, we more or less ignored all that stuff. I think yes. it just got kind of put to one side because it well, was like that, that's all right though. That's yeah. all right when you find a certain day two in particular an event, mm. whether you go in there to be competitive or if you go in there to learn the rules or just to get drunk, you're likely to find your kindred spirits on day two. And the thing is, you, the people who are, are fighting for top 10 yeah. and the people who are just trying to dodge that spoon have got similar motives. And if you're in the bottom and you don't want to use proving grounds and you don't want to um, use Galician vets, to be honest, providing you guys have a good game, that doesn't matter. And And I think that that's fine. And if you forget it, that's fine. When you said earlier about forgetting battle tactics, maybe I should have put this in the pack. Um, what they did at Worlds last year was if you forgot to name it at the start of your hero phase, mm. you had to randomly roll one out of yeah. those available to you. Yeah, because ah. it's, not, might be it's not an optional thing. Like It's, oh, not no. it's obligatory. Like, you have yeah, to so proving one. grounds are May, so you don't have to play with them anyway. No, uh, yeah. But yeah, battle tactics are... But we Ask could put that. I mean, and I'd recommend you either have that, it that your opponent picks it for you, or you random, you just randomly pull whichever one's easier. Yeah, yeah. I, I think random is a good one because you might get one you really wanted to save for later. Quite um, right. And that's yeah, your yeah, own. So that's your burned. own fault. Yeah, then. Burned, then. A yeah, lot, yeah. a lot harder for when you have like, if you're using a dice and you've got like your battle yeah, tactics. Yeah, when you've got them in your book as well. Because <laughs> then you're like fourteen, uh, which is a lot harder. Uh, yeah. 
it, it is tricky, but the thing is, I think I think that people can work out how many they've got left and how they're going to randomise it. Yeah. Um, but I, th- I think that's probably something that going forward um, could be written into rules, and that's that's on me for that. But, but I, no, do, that's, I, do I don't think, I don't think that, that needs to be a pack. I think that's just a. If any of my opponents forgot, I normally try and remember them a battle tactic because, like I said, yeah. it's a, I can't let you not have it. Like heroic actions and all that are yes. optional. These are yeah, optional yeah, things. Yeah. But I can't not let you choose a battle <laughs> tactic. So I would always remember. <coughs> yeah, no. Obviously, I, if, I, I obviously, if you like, remember yourself, but yeah. I think by by the end of it, we, people were reminding each other, and it yes. was yeah. it was much better. But I mean, mainly, obviously, I just came to have you know five really good games if I could you know do that, and that was that was the that was the aim for the weekend. And and every, everybody who played you had five really good games because <laughs> totally worked, because yes. you went away as our best spot, and you also not only did you win best chaos, getting the best trophy for that. But you got five best sports votes from all five opponents, which is very... I've only ever had it happen once before. And from all the TOs I speak to, it's really, really infrequent. (laughs) And so you also managed to win our extra special trophy that was designed and fabricated, even painted by Dark Fantastic Mills. (laughs) And you got to take it back. And you're not going to sell it back to me, are you? You are going to put it on your wall because you've earned it. I am going to put it on the wall, yes, I am. (laughs) You're just going to break it down back to the the core stuff? You don't even have to do that. You can just resell it. It'll be fine. (laughs) My my finest moment, and it was a a trophy I made myself. Yeah, that, that That was really nice. I have to say, that was actually really sweet of everybody, especially with that. No, 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 honestly, so. getting all five um, is is something to be proud of because a lot of people can win a best sports with just three best sports, and a lot of the time that's what happens. But to get every one of your opponents picking, yeah, that that yeah, is that's off to you. That is, that's that one, good. Yeah. That. Like you say, uh, like you say, like people sometimes win it like by playing two of their mates. And yeah. you know I mean, like that's then them plus one person liking them is free, and that's enough. But like you say, God, again, five. That's off to you, like. Yeah. It's no, no, crazy. no. Thanks. No, no, th- yeah. Thanks very much. I mean, I, I think um, we were talking. Well, we might go on to talk about people coming to tournaments, but I, I had a really bad year a couple of years ago where I took a Nurgle list when they when they weren't good, and I lost all my games. <laughs> I got very grumpy, and I realized it was really just, it's it's rubbish if you turn up with a list that that just gets rolled over by some yeah. some weird shit. And the good thing about Nurgle now is you can't really do that unless you roll nope. really bad save rolls. <laughs> roll five ups, man. Yeah. A lot of five ups. Yeah. But but the five up thing becomes quite entertaining. And um yeah, so it was it, it turned out and obviously I had Glock and and yeah, it's it's a very unoptimal. So go on, tell list. us tell us your list. What did you take? So this time I took Glockkin, I took Blow Up <coughs> Blow Up and oh, I, yeah. and but I also took um, Gut Rot's Fume for the teleporting and on the slime fleet, and the Lord of Blights. I don't know why the Lord of Blights was in there. Just, just I was drinking when I did the list. And I thought it sounded like a good idea. Uh, and then I had two units of five Blight Kings and a unit of ten uh, Plague Bearers. I think well, that. That's it. Yeah. I think that was it. What, yeah. what did you find was the thing you enjoyed playing with most and performed the best out of all that? Uh, the uh, Beast of Nurgle I summoned in. 
it's, yeah. hard, it's hard yeah. three and four to screw with people's uh you know stand and shoot stuff and all. no actually it, it was a lot of fun uh, the, the main thing was uh the slime fleet i hadn't done that before and obviously coming in in your opponent's um deployment zone gives you all you those. were bringing you were bringing the glock king in though, i was like, bringing everybody, in, everybody was i in. kept i kept seeing the glock king coming in yeah, like yeah. in reserve it was it was wild well, the thing is, it, it was, and it was really stupid because he's so slow that he would come in on a corner and they would all run away to the other side of the table. But I think people enjoyed the aspect of being, they just find him entertaining because he's big. It's quite uh, cinematic, isn't it? It's yeah, cinematic he's, when you've he's got big and he's like scary. That. He's actually quite hard to kill. He's got, you know, 20 wounds. He's got this. He's a lot fight. better now than he was. Yeah. He's a lot yeah. better. And, and he can be pretty good once he gets into combat. And obviously, the Blitzkrieg rule terrifies people as well, especially. Oh, yeah. Um, that, that's a mind fuck, that one. Totally is. So there's this kind of 12 inch exclusion zone around him. So whenever he moved, everything on the table moved so that they were <laughs> all 12 inches away from him if they could. Um, what I've realized subsequently is that what would probably be quite clever possibly not he's 700 points so it doesn't give you much to, but i guess you have to realize that he is basically herding the other army into yeah. a corner and you have to maybe have something in that corner you, you know a, a, some sort of pincer movement is obviously what you kind of want to which i kind of achieved on sunday when i had time to think about it to some extent but it, it, it's one of those lists where it's it's it was very close all the games are very close and it must be kind of fun to try and fight against it, but it's not optimized. So I wasn't throwing out lots of disease. Like even the, the disease mechanic is quite fun unless you're putting six or seven disease tokens on people <laughs> every turn, in which case they're not happy because you're rolling all these dice and they're all they're all dying. Whereas I was just kind of inflicting, you know, minor ailments and uh, <laughs> kind of made it fun. Yeah, so it, it just seemed to hit the sweet spot on the weekend where it was, it was, you know, it was just fun to play and it was obviously fun to play against so yeah no it's good i've played against um the glockkin um and the blitzkrieg oh. does really mess with your head i've also played against blob and he's a beast he he does some does he do a spell where if you take any damage in any phase at the end yeah. of it you take yes. d3 mortals yeah. it's yeah. awful yeah. it's yeah. so awful well i have to say all weekend people killed him straight away Apart from, He's so good, yeah. Apart from Mark in the last game, he just couldn't quite manage it. But everybody else just went, just killed him. And but that that just meant that Glockin was still alive, you know, for times yeah. four and five. So you know, yeah, no, that's, that, it is good. And and I think the Nurgle book's another one that's got quite a lot of variety. So what what did you take? Because you took Maggotkin as well, didn't you, Liam? I did. Uh, quite different to uh, Gary. I had the Filthbringers. Uh, faction. So I had three Rotbringer Sorcerers and a Coven, mm. uh, ten Plague Bearers, ten Blight Kings, five Blight Kings, two units of two uh, Pascal Blight Lords, and three Nurglings. And then I had the Jaws, Shards of Alar, and Umbral Spell Portal as my uh, endless spells. Uh, yeah. And I took a, uh, for my Warlord Battalion, I chose to take an extra spell, so both all my Wizards knew two spells. Uh, but yeah, it was really. It was really good, yeah. I ended up playing, I think the whole weekend I played against anti-magic armies, which was not as good for how what <laughs> my list was trying to do. Uh, but yeah, it kind of falls around the trio of sorcerers. Uh, you pick one of them, and then for every wizard, including itself, it gets plus one to cast for Unbind. So you just choose your general, who you've given Master Magic to, an Arcane Tome. He casts two spells at plus three, 
and then he can obviously unbind one at plus three, but he gets obviously Master Magic, so he gets to reroll one of those. Yeah. Uh, and then I've got Umbral Spell Portal to do Rance invitation, uh, Visitations. Mm. So that's a spell, obviously you've got it, pick pick a unit within seven, every model within seven, you roll a dice, two plus to take a mortal. I only got that to do that once the whole weekend, and that mm. was against Dan, where I got to put it through the Spell Portal, and I hit like 12 uh, Reavers or something. Uh which was beautiful. But uh, when they summon endless spells, uh, their endless spells count as my units, kind of like, yeah. uh, just like oh, how Nurgle units are. So they, so they give out disease, which is mm-hmm. very good. Uh, obviously, you know yourself, like starting from turn one, because Shards of Alar and Ravnik's Draws have such a reach, mm. you can just, turn one, I was quite often had some people, like half their units were on two disease by the end of turn mm. one. And then that's like you say, the amount of people I played, I think I played like, I think everyone I played, I played against like a small hero model and they were dead like turn three because they would just take the one damage every turn because they just, because they wanted to use the heroic action for something else on someone else. They would never use the heroic action to remove the disease and they would just rack up turn one. That's one mortal wound, turn two, uh, part one. So it takes two, turn one, takes two, turn two, then start turn three, they've, taking their uh, fifth wound and they die and you're like yep perfect uh that's kind of where i see the the strength of the uh Robringer sorcerers doing the endless spells mm-hmm. uh i also got the combo of shards of alar that like half oh, your great. movement it halves your movement yeah. if you cross its line so i got that plus a ravenix jaws to go off on like a 15 so i had some someone's movement from eight down to four and then they took 11 mortal wounds uh, from the jaw attack hitting them uh, and disease, and disease, and, and disease if they survive, yeah, uh, afterwards, uh, is fantastic. It is uh, a great combo. I love that shards one. I've got that in my uh, my death lists. I did yeah. run it past you. My my question about um, spirit oh, grasp, spell, spectral yeah. grasp, yeah, um, and that is only half in moves um, yeah. when they move, which is really annoying. It's really poorly worded, but yeah. uh, there's a couple. Of, I think there's a couple of other spells that do it. There's, there's a there's a spell in our faction that does it, but it's only on heroes. It halves yeah. the movement. Lumineth, Lumineth do it, don't they? Lum, the, Lumineth um, have a couple of the searing heat or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, the I've got a list. I'm probably. To, are you coming to that event at Riyadh next week? I'm not. No, I'm going uh-huh. uh, pumpkin collecting. I think is what. Oh uh, uh, right. Yeah, well, I'm going to that and. I'm, th- I'm taking a etheric navigator and the jaws. Oh, with your um, with your is that uh, you taking KO then? Or are you taking? No, I'm taking fire slayers. Oh, fire slayers with it. Oh, nice. With yeah. an ally. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I've got the ally for. I have been doing it with two gun haulers, but what I've decided is for that combo is to put a frigate with a navigator on it. So that gives me breakthrough. Uh, barge through for yep. flying high into territory also yeah. gives me desecrate easy yep. um then the navigator can half the movement on flying models on a two up or a three up it is yeah um and then the um my rune father has got the arcane tome for the gnashing jaws um so it only halves the move on one um uh flying unit but it should combo up nicely um, yeah. That was the only way I could get it into Fire Slayers, um, but yeah, it's quite nice. I, I really liked what you did, so yeah. I've been. But the, yeah, the list worked overall it. overall well, and like I said, the 
worst matchup was John and the missions that we had uh, yeah, to pick yeah. from. Because I even had to, I won the roll off. We were both nine drop, and I had to give him a defender so I could choose which mission was gone with yeah. your veto system because I needed to make sure we play a mission that I maybe yeah. have a chance on. Uh, in the same that, uh, like, so like he chose to give me turn one, so I get to pick which objective it is. We rolled priority turn two. I had to then take it so that he didn't choose his back objective. I get to choose mine, which obviously then means I control the mission. But at that point, uh, his turn one, he got Ravnik's Jaws out of his temple and it hit my general. And because, like you'll say, you know yourself, Gary, our entire army moves movement four. Yes. He rolled He rolled 16 and did 12 mortals to my general and killed him turn one. <laughs> God. Into turn yeah. two, I was plus two to unbind, tried to unbind the Jaws. I failed it. So then it just went through. Yeah. Uh, my Black Kings after that, and then took out like two of them with that as well. It just uh, deadly, as yeah. as you would say. It's just yeah. so hard to stop it happening to you. Uh, but yeah, no, the, the list. I actually think Nurgle's thing, other than obviously the list that goes about right now with all the Blight Lords and the Droning Guard, where they get to move twice, pretty much per ter- turn one. I think they're a very honest army. They're not trying mm. to do anything that's. Mm tricky to people like obviously you've got your reserve thing gives them a bit of a head scratch but it's not like you're like yeah. there's no got you from it no there isn't well, it, it's, yeah, it's just true. like you just go i've got this ability you have to think about it the same idea with combats you like you're yeah. going to charge 10 blight kings yeah. are you going to get through them because if you don't because of obviously how they get to attack now you're probably getting eight to hit in your back that's 40 dice yeah. I'm probably maxing you out on poison uh, disease, yeah. yeah, and I'm probably doing a stupid amount of damage to you because I can yeah. hit you on two. I can hit you on twos and wound on twos if I get the triumph, uh, which is fantastic when it happens. Uh, Nurglin's fantastic. The amount of times that they, like you say, they get me desecrate turn one. Yeah, uh, that means that again. That's when we're talking about uh, mission, uh, like battle tactics. I have an easier access to like with Nurglins and things like or Blight Lords. I have access to like do a bit more turn one if you're. 18 apart you can get to their ter- uh, territory and things like that which mm. obviously Nurgle have to try and do very quickly because we need units in territories to get our uh, yeah. summer points which I still that's probably the saddest thing I think came with this book uh, that's the one thing I don't like uh, sticking around and then you're uh, looking at Lady Luck for the wheel to land in a good place that, yeah, the wheel's not as good as it used to be, is it? I mean, it's it's good, it's different. It's very good when you land on the ones that yeah. happen for both battle rounds, but the ones where it's like your hero phase and you get a summoning point yes. every tree, and you're like, <laughs> yeah, mm, what? is that what I really want? <laughs> I would rather just you just let me summon a free tree. That's kind of what I felt that should have been. Yeah, Like, you, should, yeah. you just get to summon a tree for free this turn, yeah. or other thing, or you increase the size of a bubble of tree, and they, or... Uh, units within three of you get two poison this turn instead of one because obviously that's what your uh, your uh, obviously you were blessed son so you can when yeah. you die you can give people disease yes. uh, sort of yeah. thing uh, like what stormcast <clears throat> do but mortals uh, it is very hard I think that sort of side like you say uh, yeah it's 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 a good solid army though i think it's yeah, and no, also, also you get your money's worth at a tournament because you hardly ever get yeah. tabled so you're fucking there for the whole <laughs> two and a half hours whether you want to uh, well it matters if you want to be there or not for the two and a half hours <laughs> well, uh, that's true, that's, that's if you are going uh, to the pub, i'm yeah. there for the two and a half hours. i was yeah. there for like every minute of that tournament it felt like yeah. like 
like god yeah yeah it was it was it is heavy going but yeah but also also it kind of plays into i think the the, one of the things i find every tournament is that the the dice rolling the 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 resiliency of the disgusting resiliency of it's just can be so much fun you just get so much of a laugh out of it oh yeah like you sometimes morning, don't die oh like, yeah Sunday you're like morning, a one wound for ages I, yeah, yeah so glock can just wouldn't die he just kept going to like three wounds and then i'd heal him back to six and then he'd make a bunch of saves and and craig was going mental on sunday morning because he just couldn't get rid of <laughs> it's just the best thing it's so funny so, you know. <laughs> yeah no no it, it's good and um i think I think one of the things is that if people, we often get people asking questions about tournaments and mm. even in our uh, Scotland chat and things where people may be into the hobby and they they may, well, some of them engage infrequently in the chats. And I think that there's a little bit of anxiety for going to your first tournament sometimes, oh, yeah. especially if I, you've like, never met people. I've but had it this year. People even should from... just go. There you go. No, I'm just saying people should just do it. Just go. Yeah, I because... haven't had it this year. I went to, I joined a new scene because I joined obviously like playing Marvel Crisis Protocol events in real life. You're still jumping into a pool of people you don't probably know uh, mm. at all. Like this, obviously like there's, uh, but now I've grown like friendships there as well. People I can talk to, people I recognize and things like that. But when I went to the first event this year, with uh, we, I think you were at it as well, Stu, wasn't it? In January. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like there was what twenty eight of us, and yeah. the only people I knew was you, uh, and obviously a couple of people from Aberdeen. But then that's like twenty odd people in a room. I still don't know. Even this event, I would honestly, I'd put my hands up and go. I probably only know like eighteen, maybe twenty people that went to this yeah. event. A lot of the them, the scenes I'd... got a lot of new yeah. folk from Glasgow coming in. It's yeah. really good. because mm. uh, I don't think. You've not been to one this year, have you? A Sigma event? Um, just one, Aberdeen. Yeah, this is my first uh, first event yeah. this year uh, that was but, uh, not in Aberdeen. But it is, I mean, you might get a tough game one. You might get unlucky and get two tricky ones. But honestly, day two, you meet friends in your first tournament on day two. Yeah. And you'll keep in touch with them, people. And you'll keep in touch with them for years. Yeah. I, I remember my first tournaments and, you know, you're getting spanked <laughs> and I came dead last in my first tournament. And, Same. you know, I, the, yeah. my opponent on that last game, I still keep in touch with. And, you know, that was that was many years ago. I've not seen the guy for many, many years. But, you know, we still chat. And if yeah. we met, we'd have beers. And you meet people, and you you meet people over and over again. I moved north, so um, I don't see a lot of the ones from the deep south as often yeah. anymore. But uh, but just do it, and you know there are people. The TO will always have a chat with you as well, even mm. if you don't want to play in the first one. Just just turn up, see how it's going. Yeah, come along, say hello. See. Sometimes they're busy. Um, don't think people are being rude if. If the TO's fielding questions and having to go and do a rules query or walk around the tables, it's not because we're being rude. It's just because we've, we've got a bit of a job, job to do. Yeah. But yeah. but a lot of the time, more than happy to sat and sit and just chat. Yeah. And even if it's not during the day, come out on the social in the evening and, yeah. and like arrange it through the TO and and you know get in amongst it. Everybody's friendly. They really are. So 
It's worth it. And you can meet great people like Gary. Five best spots. <laughs> <laughs> and Liam. Liam won best spots last year at Northern Invasion. Oh, no, it wasn't Northern Invasion. It was... Um, what did you win best spots at, Liam? It was... Uh, which event? I played Legion. Was it Mark's event, Onslaught? It might have been, yeah. Mm. You were playing... Uh, I was playing a filthy list as well. Yeah, I was playing. Well, Legion first Legion. I vote. I voted for you actually that year. Um, Thank you. Playing against you. Yeah, I did. It was. It was good. You beat me. I'm pretty sure you beat me quite well, but I still voted. It was odd. Odd if you. Okay. <laughs> I did beat you. Yeah. No, you had <laughs> yeah, the. You always beat you me. The, I don't think I've ever the, beat you in a tournament. You had the flares and the giant. Oh God! Yeah, it was a rubbish list. Yeah, that was my first first run out in AOS three, I think it was, and uh, yeah, it wasn't a it wasn't a good list. I I did my first two tournaments. I I couldn't settle on a, an army, and I went from flayers to fire slayers, and went two three at my first two events in AOS three, and um, I just I think that you need to pick something and just stick with it really get used to the way it plays and the rules for that faction mm. and um you'll enjoy it more it'll be more enjoyable for your opponent it'll go faster and you'll do better i think flitting from one unless you're really good and you put a lot of time into the theory of the game and playing the game out of tournaments um i think I, yeah, well, I think, for me I, and my brain. <laughs> no, I think I think definitely, if, especially if it's your first tournament or something, you do one of the things. Are, it, you need to at least know your rules quite well for the army you're playing, just so you you're confident about that side of yeah. things. But also yeah. picking something that's, you know, as I said before, fairly resilient is is good. Because yeah. because you, it is dispiriting if you bump into something and you just kind of and also yeah just you know expectations. I've got a friend who always points out that once a year where we get together and occasionally play golf, there'll always be some people that turn up and get very angry, very grumpy because they're not good at it. <laughs> and he's always like, "You play once a year. What the fuck do you think you're going to be good yeah. at? Like you turn up and play it." <laughs> and that's why I quickly realised that because I only get along to one or two tournaments. Um, but you know, it's always fun to win games, but it, it's it would be ridiculous of me to think I was going to turn up and be competitive. I just don't know the rules well enough. But I just try and make sure I know them well enough that I, you know that it's it's a it's a good game for both sides. Yeah, there are some armies that are very elite and finesse. Building on what you say there, Gary, because <laughs> yes, if you take something like Lumineth or you take something like Sylvaneth, even mm. or or anything that ends in F. No, if you take something like Dot as a cane or something, where you've got elves, these... basically, if you take elves, yeah, that's basically, what I'm trying to say. I mean, what I'm trying to say is, yeah, Deepkin's another one. I'm yes, basically exactly. trying to say about things that are they're almost a precision tool that do something very well, yes. but they're quite unforgiving in that yes. if you lose models, you lose models, and they yeah. don't necessarily have a good after save, and they don't necessarily respawn. Yeah. So Nurgle's resilient with its five up after save. And that can be very upsetting when you're starting it can. playing because you get very annoyed with yourself for making for being stupid for you perceive sometimes that you've been stupid and like you've made a silly mistake and, and, and you've lost not. a game. It's just you've not. you're playing against people who potentially are playing a hundred times more games than you a year or mm. they've been playing since day one. Try and yeah, take a beginner army that 
if you can pick an army, and I, I struggle now, if I take an army that doesn't bring model, bring units back that have died or bring regen models, <laughs> I suddenly, by turn three, I start looking at the table and getting a little bit twitchy <laughs> because I'm seeing that those those where I've been gambling on maybe the odds going in my favour for a combat and they haven't, they really start to take the toll. Mm. And unless you've got something like, like death for me is my love. And with death, you are bringing a modest number of, of models back consistently. And if the worst happens and you lose a unit, you've got the chance on recycling a unit at half strength. Mm. Um, and I think for me, having that safety blanket and cushion takes it to my skill level. Whereas if I take, I've got a dock army sitting here. If I take that dock army out and play it and you suddenly find yourself on three bow snakes or three hmm. stabby snakes and you look at it and you think, well, how do I get more about stabby snakes? That's all right. You got, you got a photo apart from a rally. Well, yeah, as much as you do, yeah. <laughs> apart, apart from the rally. But that's only on one unit, I suppose. But yeah, all I'm saying is that for a beginner or a more casual player, yeah, I think having either good resilience or recycling capability is good, especially come turn four and five, where that's when it matters. If you've got something that diminishes as the game goes on, so you start off at 2,000 points each. If you've picked an army that is worth 400 points in turn four, whereas the person with the resilient or recycling army, or even a summoning army, you look at beasts or something, they might be mm. a 2,400 point army in mm. uh, turn four, and you're suddenly down at 400 points. You're getting outscored every turn there. So yeah, just think it through and think what's going to suit your uh, weekend best. I don't know. Anyway, enough of all this. We have um, Scotland's premier, the premium <laughs> cinematic scenery and terrain creator yeah. uh, with us. So for those that don't know, um, Dark Fantastic Mills is um, a local company to us. Uh, if you watch our battle reports on Northern Invasion TV, uh, you'll see us using um, the terrain quite often. Um, we use the You've got some sci-fi stuff that we use for Legion. I've been using that for Gaslands. It's very good for post-apocalyptic stuff, the Firebase. It's great racing toy cars around that. The scale works perfect. Um, but we've also got an extensive fantasy collection that we have a lot of stuff. Um, our last two reports that might not have been published yet are using your Lumineth elves. I won't call it Lumineth because... That's all right. Um, That's all right. That you, you said that. You, I didn't say that. You said that. Yeah. No. No. I was wrong. I incorrectly. Uh, <laughs> it was an incorrect moniker because you have um, you have different realms and different sort of themes. So yeah. Um, that can be um, you know they can integrate well with fantasy factions from various game systems, including the ones we're talking about today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um so if you go what is the website now it is back it is actually simple to find now isn't it it is it's just if you just darkfantasticmills.com uh yeah and, and the name yeah so dark fantastic mills turned out to be a great name to choose because it's like dead 
like that's it that's all you see if you go to google or youtube or anything that's that's what pops up so um yeah it's pretty so tell us a little bit about how long you've been doing it and how it started uh i've been doing it for about five years now i think i think the shop itself has existed for about four maybe four years in the, the this coming yeah it just just passed actually I think. Um, and it started just through buying a couple of 3D printers to do some, I work, used to work, I still work in animation. We bought some printers to do some uh, design things for, for a show with the characters. And I'm obviously a Warhammer nut. And one of my other animators was quite into it as well. And we just went, oh, this would be really cool to make scenery with. These are, these are much better than I thought they were going to be. I, yeah, I thought they'd be kind of, because you, know, you see a lot of quite bad 3D prints um, even now, uh, but they were they were good. It was very good quality. So I made a few things, put them on Twitter. People asked where I'd bought them, and then I said, "Well, I can sell them to you." And it just sort of snowballed from there. So yeah, um, we did speak to you a couple of years ago now. I think mm. it was about um, where you were at the time, and I think you were just about to um, start on a space lizard theme at that point mm. uh, but talk, talk us through the various different things because not only have we got the sci-fi side of things but you do have um like bundles or packages of designs that fit certain themes so talk folk through them right how okay. could you describe those yeah the realm of death um so I'm looking at uh, the website at the moment, just to remind myself. Uh, it, it, the, I, keep I can't believe I've made all this stuff. <laughs> just the There's last... loads of it, and it's so good. It is good. Oh, I mean, I'm not thanks. just saying that. No, no, it, it is good. It, it's, it's, it is incredibly good fun. And, and I wasn't sure going into it back then that uh, the inspiration would... would you know, but it just sort of grows and grows the more we do stuff. So... Um, it's a mixture, as you say, of, of sci-fi and fantasy. We've got Necrosia, which is a kind of uh, a realm of death, as where, as it were, uh, not the realm of death, just a realm of death. Uh, yeah. so there's various sort of statues and ruined temple parts and things. And then there's the Argent realm, which uh, features floating islands and large pylons and rocks and various other things that could you know, fits quite well into a kind of elven theme, but also into science fiction or, you know, again, Marvel Crisis Protocol, because yeah. a, a big inspiration, you know, actually kind of early inspiration, I remember sitting watching the first uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movie and mm. uh, the temple that he goes into at the beginning. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's fucking cool. <laughs> and, yeah, and actually, it's one of those things that we I play all I play Crisis Protocol. I play a lot of uh, Legion, Star Wars Legion. Absolutely love that. Um, and Kill Team, the the forty k Kill Team is my favorite. I think favorite game in the moment. So, but you know, there's there's more to the universe than just you know the grim dark stylings yeah. of GW or downtown America as. Crisis Protocol all seems to be set in when you see like the things that they're doing. We well, your firebase, your firebase, I use as a hydra base all the time. Yeah, no, um, my kids yeah. love building that like some kind of a yeah. either an industrial um, setup that everybody's fighting over, or they make it like a hydra base, and it it works perfect. 
I mean, it's it's sci-fi, it's post-apocalyptic, or it's Marvel. It's, you know, it's everything. It's great. Yeah, and it's yeah. modular. I mean, it's difficult to explain this to folk who haven't seen it. But what you buy, in, in essence, is you get different things that are magnetised, or you can magnetise them. And, you, I mean, I have um, the Firebase stuff that... I can make into you can have it almost like what's that thing called where you play uh necromunda where you're going through tunnels and things that that version where it's uh it's just like uh, on yeah, a spaceship so mortalis yeah it, you can you can play that side of thing with it so it's like internal catacombs yeah or it can be a vast big post-apocalyptic or imperial base or something it works perfect for them and then you did a fantasy one that's the same that you can kind of have as walkways and you, and you have these external walls clipping onto it and it's like lord of the rings it's like all the high fantasy it's like all traditional fantasy or medieval all rolled into one um and you know it's it's not just something that you plonk down on the table either you can shape it around your table and you can i i let the kids set my my tables up that's why they don't follow the recommended terrain pieces for from GW, <laughs> uh, but they make it look like yeah. a battlefield or a scene, and I love that. And, and then I play over that. Um, but yeah, yeah, you've got you've got all sorts. I mean, this yeah, it's no, really has well, grown. This is this is the thing about the, the the process because because it's so flexible with with using three D printers as your manufacturing thing. Um, you can though you can literally get up in the morning and design a new piece of scenery and have it on the shop you know like the next day you test print it overnight and if it's worked you can put it in there and also you can keep going back and revising things and, and playing around with stuff and the the magnets um again are something that we can do so so all the scenery that's magnetized is i i laboriously or i get one of my minions to laboriously uh, glue all the magnets in for you so you don't have to do it uh, <clears throat> So everything comes pre-magnetized. We even have things like, uh, well, yeah, the, the the steam fort or cog fort, which we did as a competition. <laughs> that was when we got to three thousand followers or three and a half thousand. I can't remember what it was on Twitter. I kind of did a sort of shout out. To people say like, "What do you want us to make next?" And of course, they picked the hardest thing, which was a a walking castle. <laughs> and uh, how many are out in the wild? Uh, the least 20 at this point in time. Holy moly, that, uh, is, it, that is phenomenal. There's quite a lot now. Um, it's, it occasionally gets picked up. People tend to wait for a sale and they go for it. Yeah. It's quite expensive, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Not, well, if you ever but, have one for a loan, I'll try and make guess, a game for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely huge. Uh, in fact, actually, uh, uh, Steve Foote, who's, who's, a, who's a great friend and a great narrative uh, gamer and you know, organizer of narrative games, they were using a, a narrative event recently and they came up with a brilliant set of rules for it where the main fortress uh, was like Caradron Overlords. The big ship, I can't remember what it's called now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but that was it. But it's also got these two gun emplacements on the side of the castle, so they counted as two gun haulers. And you all have, right. You have to take so it's it like down. an ironclad with gun haulers. Yeah, but it's all magnetized, so you could pop those off. So they, when you took one out, they took it off, and then they made a magnetic kind of smoke plume that they clicked in where it was and did, <laughs> yeah, played the whole game like that. So, nice. so yeah, no, but it's a bunch of stuff there. So I mean, if people would want to just go and 
have a poke around and and you know we've got different bundles do sales quite often it seems to be right. the, the, there's a, a discount code there's a fantastic a particularly <laughs> generous discount code if there for, is for, for for listeners and which does get used quite a lot it does it does get a lot of use actually it's, it's, it's very good it's been really really supportive um oh, so you get 15 percent off if yeah. you northern invasion code and uh and that is northern invasion tv at the moment it, it, that is the code to use northern it, invasion tv that's it get and, in there and uh yeah, yeah. also if people follow us on twitter dark again dark fantastic Mills, Dark Fantastic is the name there, and on Instagram. And please get in touch. And you yeah. can contact us through the website as well. And you get a little message saying, how, you know, hi, how can we help you? It will give you an annoying automated, yes, thank you for your contact thing. But I will read the message eventually and get back to you. And um, I'm always interested to hear from people what they would like us to do next and yeah. other things like that. So yeah it doesn't have to be a uh, downtown new york it doesn't have to be add-on cars for gas add-on machines engines machine guns for gaslands it doesn't have, it doesn't to, be have to be that but it, it could be. be good if it was <laughs> I, i've got this huge one of the things i really want to do is uh yeah, so New York rooftops. I love that as a setting. Yeah. That would be great. Nice. Um, but it's just the time to do it. But Even if it's just scatter destructible terrain to go into the MDF things that people buy pretty much. Mm. I buy bog standard buildings that are too big to have 3D printed, really. And to be honest, I wouldn't want them. I just yeah. have like MDF ones that are yeah. like, yeah. Uh, New York apartment blocks, a video store, you have this, that, and the other. But what I would like is, because um, you know what it's like, you play it, you have size one to five terrain. I don't want fives, fours, and threes, but lots of ones and twos would be great. Mm. Um, mm. Just to sort of add a little bit of flavor and depth to my battlefield. So even if that's a bike rack, with some bikes on it or if it's um i don't know a newspaper holder or if it's a a billboard or whatever it is those sorts yeah. of things that you plonk around in street, street furniture it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 well yeah. or i use when we play it on um i've not filmed a lot of them uh, there might be one or two on the the website but when we play on the firebase we use the pipes and the stairs so the pipes are our ones yes the stairs are, the stairs yes. are twos um we use yeah. things like sections of wall so if there's a, a section of wall we count it as a three um and then if you get an ultron or something he can break a section of wall and then you have the magnetic broken bits that you snap into place where the broken is yeah, yeah. it is yeah. That's very satisfying yes yes yeah, 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 no, so good all, all the pipes yeah we do that as well you, you throw the pipes at each other yeah yeah sometimes so, actually so yeah <laughs> no it's great fun and um we were talking earlier about um nurgle type god of disease trees mm. um where um you have different options for trees with maybe pupos and um sort of things that you could paint to be green and oozy and the very sort of like um 
I don't know, it's a really positive thing that they have the same sort of template base as other plague trees that are out there. It is so strikingly, really, it's, it's one of those great coincidences in life that they it's are remarkably fortuitous that they all do have that. So if you if you go to the, the forest dark section of the website, you'll find a variety of trees and uh, kind of diseased mushrooms, giant rotten. So we have, we have a, a, a whole... They have the same base whole, as well. They have the same base as well. Oh, how, oh, how did that happen? How what's going on? I, I, I didn't even know. That. And, and, and if and if you want to accessorize it, we also do a set of uh, disease trackers, which are cunningly oh, designed. They're really nice. Cunningly designed. Is, you have like this this. Um, it's like a three D printed thing with a three D printed dice with a one on it yes. with a bit of ivy around it or whatever it is or a tendril. Pendles. And then there's a space for a. Uh, another maybe 16 mil dice to mm. conveniently slot next to it so when they get one disease you just put the tracker down yeah and then you can just put a dice in the the spare section yeah and of course they max out at seven so it, it's a perfect design one would say <laughs> could be could be it's actually and yeah people from gw have actually bought them so <laughs> they, they are, they're almost officially approved at this point in time not really wow. obviously but uh yeah that's what like what tricks like, not not officially approved. not officially approved, <laughs> not officially approved. <laughs> they've been reviewed they haven't sent me a cease and desist yet so it's all good no uh, well no, the thing is all, all it is is a is a very convenient place if you play dungeons and dragons it's a yes. wound tracker for a, a druid it's a great so don't worry I also, about it. I also track my contagion points and almost everything else with them now so well that's very they're, good yeah very good they're very good uh, yeah. yes they were they were very popular when the book dropped it has to be said um no but there's a whole, so, there's, a whole there's a whole variety of stuff on the website so much like i get lost castles. there oh god what am i doing yeah what's, new... that, what's that chaos castle scenery called blade uh, for the, ba- the Blade Fortress, which at the moment is is a bunch of walkways and towers, and we're working on walls for that at the moment. Um, but that's that might be our first foray into doing a Kickstarter in January, okay. where we're going to try. Like you're saying, you it touched on earlier, some of the things are so big, uh, they become very expensive, or they're just not really practical. Uh, especially with uh, postage costs and sizes, so there's some really large, sort of very scenic things I've been wanting to do for ages. So we're going to we're going to have a go at doing STL files and okay. seeing what we'll make in January. But uh, for everybody else, I think the vast majority of people that are customers and that get in touch don't have printers, and I can understand why because they're frankly quite annoying and yeah. You know, I don't, you know, if you want to get into 3D printing, go for it. It's kind of great fun in its own way. But I also, you know, yeah, it's it's also I mean, very annoying. So it's quite well, I've bought a lot of stuff off you over the years, but I reckon it's cost a lot less than it had cost me to maintain a 3D printer. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they are. Yeah. <laughs> They are they're quirky to say the least, and you could get lucky and get a good one that will keep going for quite a few mm. years. But but oftentimes they're they just I, fall over. I find it difficult to dial a phone number. I don't think I'm going to keep a three yes. D no. printer on the go. You do have to kind of be the kind of person who enjoys learning about you know soldering and things like that if you want to keep them running for any length of time. But um, but we I'm happy to do that for you. Uh, 
but yeah, so so we're going to do that. But the the models will come out on the shop as well and be available to part of the range will be available to buy um, as as normal. And hopefully the chaos, the walls that will that will magnetize and clip into the existing Blade Fortress uh, range, they should be out quite soon. It's um, we're doing a kind of standalone, more fantasy kind of version with it's, yeah, it's 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 all very. It, look, it looks cool. So I'm looking forward. Hopefully we'll start doing social media stuff about that next week, week after, and then a lot more information in November. Well, if people are listening, they should follow Gary. You've got his Twitter handle. And uh, yeah, back that. Um, I'll hopefully get to see those and play with them at some point in the future, because I know Eric and his car would love anything. Or, and his <laughs> Slaves to Darkness would yes. love to play around yes. anything that was... Uh, well. Obviously, once I've, once I've filmed all the stuff next next month, uh, the next time you're down for a tournament, you can you can take a bunch of it away with you back up oh, to you're the, a lovely man. up to the northern northern wastes to display. Well, I, I shall I shall exchange these um, high yes. fantasy elf um, yes. table yes. Yeah. Uh, when I come down. Well, I'm down for the howling on the 10th of December. So how oh, perfect. About that? That's uh, ideal for the hostage exchange. You can add me back my stuff. That's it. <laughs> ideal. Ideal. Perfect. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for your time. No, no, thanks uh, for and, and, and thanks to you, Liam. Um, it's It's been good. Been good. Um, my child has, has just returned. She says hello. She didn't want to say hello herself because it's being recorded she said so there you go <laughs> so so anyway thank you very much for your time and thank you everybody for listening um it's it's not going to be too long i'm pretty sure we're going to get a, a battle tome thing soon so whatever it's called a data slate or a what they called nowadays liam battle scroll battle scroll that's the bugger um maybe we'll do a bit of chat about that after everybody else because we're slow off the mark sometimes um i'd quite like to do something on a couple of different discrete endless spells because i think at the moment endless spells having had a repackage are going to have a bit of a resurgence um and i think that we've touched a little bit today on the jaws um mm. and combos and i think that it might be useful for people if we could do you know, you've got 70 points left in your list. Mm-hmm. How do I best um, integrate an endless spelling? Or whatever it is, If how to spend 140 points to get the best out of such an endless spell uh, based on your faction. So anyway, we can maybe think about that. And if anybody else has got a topic they'd like us to discuss, um, you know, we can always come back to this. It's not all battle reports and chicken dogs <laughs> um but yes thank you very much and it will be a good night from orkney good night from balmedy and a good night from dollar oh that was professional that's all we need we just need three people not six and it works <laughs> smoothly <laughs> thank you very much folks um i am going to stop recording right now <laughs>